Welcome back to the Trophies and Minnows podcast. The Eptide crew is back. Um, we had a lot going on the past couple of weeks. Uh, we will be covering NFL week one and week two, fantasy football, FIBA national basketball team, music, entertainment as normal. Um, but before we get into the business, um, we had some events happen over the past couple of weeks, so I'm handing it over to the Eptide King, uh, which I would say as the leader of the group is is on the right. That he uh, he bring forth this information. So, go ahead. All right, uh, um, we're gonna. This is definitely gonna be a dedication episode to one of our Eptide originals. One of our uptight ladies uh, that we unfortunately have lost a couple of weeks ago. This is our boys, the twins, Sean and Jason's baby sister. She was uh, definitely a pillar to the to our block. She had a strong foundation. It was always she was special. We all loved her and everything. So we're gonna miss her deeply. To this day, we're gonna keep looking out for our brothers to this point on, of course, even stronger than ever. But basically, at the end of the day, we just want to say we love you, baby girl. We miss you. We're going to miss you, and you're going to forever be in our heart. One love. One love. All right. Appreciate that. So with that said, like we said, this episode is dedicated to her. Um, but we're going to always bring the heat as normal. So first off topic we're going to get into is now football is officially back. Um, we had week one and week two as we're recording this on Sunday night, officially kick off. Uh, so one of the hot things we're going to get into first is apparently we've got a, a critical injury of the New Orleans Saints. So um, I actually missed the actual injury, but, what we just discussed is not looking too good. So, what do y'all think the Saints is going to, even if it's a short term injury, what y'all think is going to happen with the, with the team as far as holding out of division? Uh, balance out the division. I mean, I look at it as they still, they're still the best team still among the division, the way how everybody looking right now. So, right. But uh, it's it's just the fact now. I know everybody, you know, the reckless Saints fans who they are, they already are on Bridgewater saying he sucks already off the rip. I don't like that. And the man just got his first time really getting in the mix. Yeah. We got to give him a chance here, get him like a full week of now running the show mm-hmm. and just see where it go from there. And no meaningful football since 2015. Right. So he's super, yeah, rusty there. Like, so it's going to take a minute. And people forget that he almost lost his leg. Right. So, I don't know. But he did – I will say this, though. In the preseason, he was looking a little shaky. He was looking a little hesitant. Um, so, is that going to carry over into the regular season? Um, I don't think so. I think, you know, with, with the, the game plan was Drew Brees' game plan. Mm-hmm. And so, um, now you don't have that – anymore uh well we don't that's still up in the air at this point but uh, i think once you get the game plan around him and to 
know, his strengths, I think they'll, they'll be in good shape. I think he just uh, – today he missed a lot of uh, – he, he missed a lot of uh, opens that uh, Drew would, would have seen easily. But, of course. Uh, right. He's got to get his timing together right now. Yeah, yeah you, you got to get those first-team snaps in to um, to get that rhythm. Um yeah. Because I'm pretty sure him and Thomas wasn't, you know, they were never on the field at the same time in the preseason. Um, so I can I can imagine there's going to be a slight delay. I mean, during this this particular game, yes, you're going to expect to have some some miscues. But I think next week is he has to come through early in that first quarter, and I'm pretty sure Peyton's going to draw up something in that first drive because you know he's known for having his scripted fi- first 15 plays. To, to get him some easy throws, get him some confidence builders, and then take it from there. Right. These next two games are not going to be easy, too. See how And speaking of Peyton, he's – I don't know if y'all heard this, too. He, he signed a five-year extension today. Right. So, with that being said, I'm guessing next draft, you can imagine that a quarterback will be drafted within the first three rounds. Oh, uh, yeah. that's a given. That's a possibility given. Um, I, I don't see who's good enough this year to where they being first three rounds. Even if it's – I mean, it's still early in the college season. You may have somebody that breaks out, but – Right. Like, um, there's Tua and then okay. – The kid from Clemson. <laughs> Is the kid nah, from Clemson not, eligible? No, nah, he got one more year. He got one more year. Yeah. So the, yeah, yeah, two years from now. Yeah, that means y'all have to. That means they had a super tank to even get either one of them guys. Yeah, so they're not, they're not gonna do that, right? Exactly. So, um, like you said, just now we'll see what they do once they find out. You know, the fate of Drew right here because they say he's about to see a specialist out there in L.A. while he's there. Yeah, about the thumb, so they'll know something by tomorrow. That's awesome. I mean that's unfortunate. I, I'm, you know, I'm not a Saints fan, but I always wish well for the Saints, you know, for the city and the, the well-being of the city because I feel the city is a much safer place when the Saints are winning. Um, but it's just misfortune, misfortunate event to have him injured week two. Well, I'm highly disgusted because he's on my fantasy league, so I'm now got to scramble for me a quarterback. So I. I ain't feeling this right now. I'm I think I, got, I think I got a quarterback for you, man. I got you. I got your favorite quarterback of all time, Ben Roethlisberger, on my bench. So. Whoa, man! You can keep that Reapers way where the fuck he at. <laughs> <laughs> this way where the fuck he at, man. I will roll. I actually, you know, I know who I'm gonna roll with, and I ain't gonna say nothing because I don't need nobody gonna go on a waiver while why it's gonna get him because he actually been playing fairly decent right now. So I just thought about somebody since I know. That other person on this goddamn line here ain't gonna around here be a team player. Give me Lamar Jackson. You want around oh, here with King's Ransom? I ain't giving up a King's Ransom. So I need, to, I need to look at your roster, man. That's all. I just need to. I need to look up what you got. You playing me this week? You playing me this week right now? You you, you want? I, I don't. I only focus on my my team. I focus on what I can do. Well, I, 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 I don't have. I, I don't. And the projected I don't, points. I don't look at what you got. <laughs> I don't have nobody right now that's worthy enough for me to be around here giving up. I need everybody I got right now. So I I want this world with somebody else, but as of now, since like this Drew Thumb went snapple around this camp here. 
snap your fingers, do your step. Yeah, exactly. You can't do none of that right now, so it just is what it is. But oh yeah, I do remember you had Sammy Watkins. I knew you. I knew Sammy Watkins Watkins wasn't gonna do anything this week because he's better. He's better at number being a number two than being number one. Not at all. Three years ago. This is true. Well. Yeah, well, just the fact, yeah, I saw that two comments. I knew that they wasn't going to make him – because, I mean, everybody was going to make him the focal point, and he – they wasn't going to be – he wasn't going to do nothing and everything because, like you said, Hill is out right now. Hold so. on. Wait a minute. Time out. I'm looking at the, the standings. Anthony, how, how are your son leading the league in points? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he let a – yeah, I saw that. Yeah, hey, trust me, we've had conversations about how he let us. Yeah, yeah, no, we need to let everybody know he's a seven year old. That hey, hey, did hey, hey, oh, hey, 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 my bad. Yeah. Well, eight year old Ryan here spanked his own pappy on his first week one and off the rip. Yeah, it dropped 230, 236 to be exact. Yeah, and make a moves. And, and, and making moves, and making moves, I I, I do, I, I keep him up to date because you know he he's, he has a uh, a certain amount of time on his uh, tablet, so uh, I, I I do give him the news. I I play fair. I don't like I tell tell him all the time. I don't want you to have no excuse why I beat you. <laughs> <laughs> no no excuse. And then um, yeah. sure enough. Uh, what I, I did, in fact, then he, he plays uh, on the on his tablet. He plays a little Madden app on his tablet, so he, he's he's well. He well, well he's, <laughs> he's well aware of who's the talented players in the, in the NFL. But uh, unfortunately, uh, one of my failures as a parent, um, I, uh, I I let my city down and probably the rest of the NFL world down. But he's a Cowboys fan. I'm raising a Cowboys fan in my household. Yeah, you definitely failed. Yeah, you failed in life. Yeah, you <laughs> failed highly as a father. So uh, to the highest level. You know that that first that first uh, round of the draft. You know, well, you know who I'm getting first. That is like, okay, no, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. Everybody else would be. Hey, mate. Hey, <laughs> But at the same time, you got a whole like. Remember, you had your sabbatical here in Dallas for a hot minute. So hey, hold that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> we just gonna say. We just gonna say. Another time. So, another time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be. That may be another time classic moment down the line. But for uh, now, I, I think that might be too hot for uh, for the radio right about now. Yeah, what I just saying. He, he he knows what he's doing. He, he, he you know he asks asks me uh, what's going on, and especially since he has uh, Antonio Brown on his team. So but I think he's gonna take. A, I think look right now it looks like he's on pace to take an L to Jason. Yes, yeah, he, he, he got. But he has a uh, what player playing tonight and another one playing tomorrow. But so, yeah, yeah, it's projected Jason's gonna get one ninety seven. Yeah. He's gonna get one seventy five. So I think he might be. Yeah, he's gonna, he gonna, yeah, he gonna take a, yeah, looking like, yeah, he's on pace of taking that L. He, he is of the mindset, I was supposed to lose to you last week, daddy. 
So, he, so that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm supposed to lose. I'm supposed to lose to you last week. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> right. Right. But we got so, a couple. Of, we got a couple of uh, players that that has been off the charts between week one and week two. Um, one, like as mentioned earlier, uh, Sammy Watkins. He had a big week one. Yeah. Lamar, Lamar Jackson had a big week one. And a week uh, two. And week two. Uh, we want to see if he can keep that, that pace up. Um, wow. Trying to think someone else. Derek Henry, he had a, a big one, week one, week two. We, we unfortunately took an L today with the Titans. Yeah, uh, Saquon Barkley going to be a consistent numbers every single week. With the L, though. He's going to hold them now. So he's going to hold a lot of L's in New York. Them, them numbers going to be real there. Um, who are some other players? Uh, I, miss, I feel like I'm missing somebody that stepped up big. I mean, Dak Prescott, that's Ooh, another one. Actually, uh, the rookie there in Phoenix. Oh, Kyler? Kyler. Yeah, I, got, I got him on both my, my fantasy squads. Um I think with him is is the fact that it's going to be a high volume pass offense. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying it's going to be like the Steve Nash effect. It's like the ball is going to be in his hands so much that it, he's going to get stats one way or another. Whether it's going to be passing, running, um, even if he doesn't get touchdowns all the time, which I, I don't think the, the Cardinals will get too many touchdowns. But the fact yeah. he's going to get so many yards and attempts. Um, right. On both passing and rushing, is it's going to be as far as fantasy wise, it's going to be very effective. Uh, actual football wise, they're going to they're going to be even though they've been competitive, it's going to yeah, be a, yeah. it's going to yeah. be a struggle. I think they have, I think they're on the cusp cusp of something as far as if they can get some more weapons. I think actually they should worry about offense alignment first uh, yeah. and, and get some consistency up there, and then building around him, get him a tight end, get him a big receiver, and, and take it from there. Right. Well, what about – do they still have uh, the Cardinals, uh, David Johnson? Yes, yep. Johnson. Um, I got him on, on one of my fantasy teams as well. He's been yeah, playing man. well. To- he had a bad – he had a productive game this week. First game he did. First week he did. But this week wasn't as productive. Because you're going to get – I mean, depending on how you do your league, if you do in points per reception, he's going to get you receptions and rushing yards um, because they don't have many wide receivers they can throw to. So Johnson's going to be a check down, check down, check down option, swing pass, screen passes, stuff like that. So I think he's, a, at least for me, I felt he was a good pickup because they really don't have many options to throw to beyond Fitzgerald and Kirk. Right. So, yeah, so like I said, because next week going to be more interesting because you got, you know, Baltimore going against KC. Oh, that's going that's gonna to be a lot of a lot of high flying. That's going to be a very interesting game now because uh, KC defense still is suspect. That's what I'm about to say. There's going to be no defense played in that game. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Baltimore defense is a lot better than – a little more better than doggone KC. But the fact is still KC. KC, exactly. Right. So it's going to be very, very interesting of how that balances out, that's for sure. Yeah, and that Hollywood kid from uh, Baltimore, he's getting respect off the rip for, to be oh, a rookie. Yeah. That beat is real. I'm about to say, you can't – regardless if you're a rookie, five-year veteran, 10-year veteran, when you run that fast – 
<laughs> it don't matter. It don't. It don't matter. Especially when this is the problem with Baltimore. It's like you got to stack the box because they got a run game between the quarterback and the running backs that they have. Right. And then once you, if you peek in the backfield for one second, he gone. Yeah, <laughs> it's a wrap. Yeah, because he had over 120 yards rushing this week. Now last week he barely ran less under six six times, and this week he ran like 13 times and had a buck, you know, buck 20. So on top of throwing for six. You know, throwing for like what two over two fifty. So it was just like you at right now you at his mercy, and he still no turnovers. He looking like he's looking. He was looking in college, right? Yeah. He's very comfortable right now. Mm-hmm. And Look I him. and I give credit to the coaching staff on that because this is not the the offense that Harbaugh would like to run. I don't think. No, but he 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 got to adjust. You got to adjust adjust to your personnel. Put him in the best position, and he's he's fucking looking great. He's looking right. He's it's it's scaring me, in the, as far as in the AFC, because to me, I don't even think he's reached his potential anywhere near his potential. Oh no! Um, and I don't even think he has the the real weapons that he needs. Like I, I feel he can have better running backs. I feel he can have a better tight end. Um, I think the tight end's gonna be all right. He got rookie tight ends, so I think the tight ends he's, he's gonna he's gonna develop. He can develop. You're true. They're gonna pull up with the tight ends. I think that's when they, you know, they draft the tight ends this year. So I think he's gonna do, develop rapport with the tight end game and everything going forward. Now he still needs some rec- the Hollywood and then with having a Hollywood kid too. That's a good look too. But they're gonna still need a bigger possession receiver in a in a right. bigger picture too. But overall, they they they're going in the right direction. That's gonna be scary. Yeah. Because the way I like this, it's almost like you got a Lamar Jackson under uh, uh, control Michael Vick, which is scary to say. Oh, yeah. That's how I look at him as a control Vick. Yeah, that's. He can flick that ball. He flicks that ball just like Vick can with the same zip. Same ease. Yeah, same ease, but actually a little more accurate. Which is that's the scary part. He's a little more accurate than Vic. Speed, the speed and running ability, all there. Man. So, it might be a, a a problem for the next ten years, man. Exactly. So, man. so yeah. So that's how, cause that's how I look at that also. So a couple of other games that stood out this week so far on today. Um, of course, New England won big against Miami. No surprise there. Um, Antonio Brown, even though going through his personal issues. Um, you know, personal issues is called stupidity. <laughs> personal is like you just use these unfortunate situations that present that has presented you in your life. This is just called flat out, he's stupid. Yeah. Because he's a nigga. <laughs> You don't think this has anything with him being on the Raiders previously and screwing up your team? Oh no, I ain't like him for you when he was over there with the Raiders. Uh, when he was yeah, one of the Steelers, and, and, and yeah, he, he, he take it with Ryan Clark. You come after Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark don't bother nobody. And he, he felt really, away. <laughs> he really don't. Yeah, even Ryan Clark said, "Yo, don't give him no money because he gonna change." Ryan Clark exactly told. <laughs> Those Steelers, like you know, I'm gonna tell you now. This be prepared. He gonna change when y'all give him some money. Mm-hmm. He called it. He yeah. called it. 
Yeah, so he called that ASAP. So now nah, it ain't about no. I don't. I didn't care. I didn't want him as a Raider, but nah, he was still a nigga. You come on, man. I told you, how, who, how you gonna dye your mustache? You ain't rapping. <laughs> you dye your mustache. Nah. Yeah. He out there looking like Hulk Hogan from NWO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, nigga like, that nigga looking like a crazy crackhead that just like just, he just did too much drugs, man. That's all he looked like. He looked like a typical. He looked like he from Florida. That's for sure. But no, another thing, and I think I put this in the in our group chat when I seen the picture of the girl, and I was like, "Oh, he got him an ERG. He in trouble." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that. That's that. He, like you said, he made some bad decisions, and some signs was given to him. Yet he continued to make bad decisions. Like we always say, you're making bad decisions in the pocket. Yeah. You out there looking like David Carr. Under pressure, and the sad part is no, nobody's telling them no. Nobody's sitting there saying, "Hey, man, you this ain't right. <laughs> you doing right here, man." And that's and that, I think that's a lot of thing. That's a big issue that a lot of athletes have is um, having people in their corner that that will tell them the truth. Now, whether you listen or not, that's another story. But I'm, you know, just amongst us three. We've all had conversations where, you know, we look at each other like, come on, man. You know. Oh, oh yeah. Trust me. Yeah. I've, man, I've had a lot of conversations. Tell me to home and stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, great, great, great job, man. Great job. You said I mean, I played a little point guard in high school, man. Just, just out here throwing them up. Yeah, you know, sometimes you got to tell people to go home, they don't go home. But you see, you know, we clearly need to go their ass home. But hey, they don't go their ass home, you get a phone call at 6 o'clock in the morning looking for people. But hey, it just happens in life. Off the glass, Kenya Martin from Jason Kidd. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, as far as having that support group, as far as you need a trainer. Okay, you're a professional athlete. You're telling me you couldn't find any other trainer? To commit to, 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 to better your career, you know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. That, that to me, that's a, a, a questionable decision right off the bat. And you are new. <laughs> at, at the same time, I, I think I, I kind of see him going down the same road as Michael Vick. You know, when Michael Vick, when he got out of jail, he, I remember him uh, sitting down. Uh, I think it was with uh, Jim Moore Jr. when he was at with the NFL Network talking about, you know, you couldn't tell me anything. That mm-hmm. was not you. That I was. I was I, this had to happen. Right. This, in, order, this, in order. In order to people, check yourself. People still in his twenties, though, man. This dude. This. This. Nah. This nigga. He's thirty-one. Yeah, that's true. That. That's true. There's no civilizing this one. He is who he is. There's. There ain't gonna be no moment of truth of like ah he ain't gonna have no aha moment. He gonna add an aha moment when his ass is in jail. Or yeah, that's what that's what happened to me. That, that's no, what he was saying. True, but yeah, but guess what? But he ain't gonna get no return back into the league. It's just over. Yeah. That's the thing. Like he's on his last leg here. It's a, different, it's a different position as a quarterback. Like Vic was a unique quarterback that had, you have no choice but to at least give him a look. Okay, right. you know what I'm saying? 
versus a wide receiver. I think a wide receiver, even though Antonio Brown might be top five, top ten all time, you yeah. can you can at his age you can find another guy that can produce. Yeah, similar to him, maybe not exactly like him, but similar to him, to where yeah. your team doesn't have to go through the headache. Yeah, you got to move on to the next. Yeah, you moving on to the next receiver now. Right. I think also with uh, their number one draft pick being out too, I think maybe the New England Patriots like maybe this guy, maybe Antonio Brown is for now. This is a nine million for now until this one year. Yeah, because well, remember too, they was trying to trade for him through Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh didn't want to do no trade with him because of the fact that it's in the conference and they they didn't want to make them even stronger than what they already were. So that's right. why you know Pittsburgh didn't want to work no deal with them. So and you know how I felt like that was already a conspiracy that he already he tried to work his way out of my team's graphs anyway. Like I think all this was a setup. Yeah. So I looked at it as he knew that he was going to work himself out of the, you know, he didn't want to come to to my Raiders, period, in any, any way. Like, I already knew he was coming in there with the energy of, like, you know what, I'm going to get, I'm not going to practice. I'm going to just do whatever I got to do to get out of this deal in the bigger picture. Which is still dumb because you got $30 million on the table here, but you're going to, you still going to try to work your way out of this deal. Mm-hmm. We just still, like I said, he you could tell he ain't rap too tight. That hit from Burf Burfitt had has taken a complete toll on him to tell you he ain't thinking straight. Did I send y'all that? I seen y'all that meme. It was like he hasn't been on he hasn't been right yeah. type since. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and, and that made a lot of sense, man. Cause it's like, yo, why would you even do that? But I can tell you this though, I know when Mike Mayock, our GM, made that Made this trade. I know I told I, I I feel it in my soul. He looked at doggone Groot and said, oh, yo, I'm gonna make this goddamn trade. But I'm gonna tell you this the first time, and I he may not say nigga, but I'm gonna tell you this motherfucker though make one. I swear if he tripped one time, he gone. I want him gone. I said, I'm making this move for you, but I, I don't want this. And that's why like you saw that he kept coming at Mayock than anybody else because Mayock wasn't playing that with him. Right. Mayock was like, I, I'm about that action. You you want to go there, we can go there. And I, I'm a former DB. Yeah. <laughs> I'm running on like wide receivers anyway. Exactly. Straight, like, straight cover two. Right. So <laughs> Bump like, coverage. You know, I'm, you know I, I swear I know that Mayock looked at the group and said, I'm doing this for you, but I'm telling you, the moment he tripping, he gone. And that's why I like Man, I was doing everything he was doing, and then, like you said, then Antonio want to post the fine and all of that stuff. He ain't and, playing it. Yeah, he said, I ain't playing that. And then they wanted to talk about some. Then Antonio wanted to say he wanted to call him cracker, and I bet you it took everybody in there. How you gonna tell your Bef- How your boy Beffer gonna be the one gonna be the voice of reasoning? <laughs> they came in between these two for fighting. That was crazy. So that lets you know. Like, Mayock was ready to slap the fire out of him because Mayock is way bigger than Antonio Brown. And, and nobody, I mean, Antonio that's, Brown. That's the thing I always notice, too, about Mike Mayock. Mike Mayock is sneaky big. Yes. He's not, he ain't no little white dude. So, he ain't like no, you bother around and think you bother run off. Antonio Brown would have got really slapped. Yeah. Still, still in shape. Still, still in, you know, 
he he was working out with these uh, when he was at NFL Network. He was working out with these draft prospects. Yeah, he was on the field with him. That's what I'm saying. That's that man is a nice. That's yeah. He is a you know he is solid solid cat still. Even you know the man in his you know mid fifties. And I, I and I think he's I think that man was really itching to slap fire out of him. So that's why he was like, I ain't got no problems with this of letting him go by no shape or form. And that's why I said I'm glad he gone. And now that with all this other stuff happening, now I ain't gonna lie, I was kind of raised the eyebrow once this this other situation came out. I said, Whoa, did we drop the dime on him? With, um, I, I I raised the eyebrow like yo, cause this cause the cause with the, the girl the timing. the timing of it and they were at the time they were saying the girl well they said the girl was coming at seventy five thousand but then they just said he rejected two million so I understand yeah, all the yeah so I like I see the numbers was all through it all but I just looked at it at the time it was a little bit strange I did raise the eyebrow at my team a little bit like yo are we we being filed like that. But, if, if so, that's bad. Nah, I respect that petty game. Nah, man. Because you know nah. why? Because he, he made sure to get out of – he needs doing all he can to get out of from our team. So, you know what, then? If that's the case, then we're going to drop this dime on you so that you can't even play with the Patriots. You just be on the exempt that, – you know, that commission exempt for the year and then until they figure it out. Nobody can have it. And then now the, the Patriots still will have to pay him – his salary for the year, regardless. So he's gonna hold that. Because yeah, the I NFL was, they meet with uh, uh this week, right? Monday. Oh, yeah. Meet with Monday. Mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I think. I, I think with this time with, with how Goodell dropped the ball with uh, Ray Rice, I don't see that. <laughs> he, ain't gonna, he ain't gonna press repeat on that one. Yeah. No. So no. So like you said, the. I think yeah, they said we had supposed to meet with her this week and everything because she just got married last week or something and yeah. all of that. Nonsense. I don't know how in the world that dude married her, but hey, Mo, I commit hey, to that man. But I had to hear some of the stuff they said he did to this chick, like it violated to that level. You yeah. still mad? Still mad? I'm like, y'all commend you. No, I'm, I'm, I, you know why he married her. His feet was curled up like a uh, oh, Eddie and Boomerang. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Former, former, former gymnast, former gymnast, yeah, former gymnast alert, dumbass. But still, though, I res- I get it, but you ain't got no pride though, no self pride though. I mean, you still can just you know hit it and quit it, but you you ain't got to be boo boo the fool and still hey. sign up. Yeah, I had a former coworker who married a father like, hey, Andy, she's a former <laughs> gymnast. Hey, okay, no, 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 don't. Okay, you don't know, you don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> like, all right, bro, good, good for you. <laughs> What Dave Chappelle says, like, uh, you can't ask about political stuff, but they'll, they'll tell you about their personal business. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave, Dave, back off, man. Right. <laughs> but, you know, meanwhile, I was smashing my wife in that in the ass. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, you, that's just ass. I guess, you know, it's fact. Ass back with his ass back. But hey, I, I get it. I guess. But, hey, excuse me. You know, shit, I, I'm. I'm a man. I guess I'm just somebody that got pride in that angle. They look crazy in these streets. Like, yo, that's your woman? Like, nah, I, I don't want nobody knowing what he did. Mm-hmm. Like, but, yo. But more to come on that. I'm pretty sure we're going we're gonna to have more ammunition next week. 
on that topic. Um, and we ain't worried about no dog on Raheem Cadell. Raheem Cadell sucks. We just keep that rolling. And for those that don't know who Raheem Goodell is, that's our fantasy football commissioner who's in L.A. probably in tears after the Saints game. Um, so that way he's drowning his tears at rallies right now in L.A. So we worry about him. <laughs> extra extra, extra cheese no, and bacon. Yeah, he ain't, got, he ain't got no concerns about us right now by no shape or form, but he sucks as a commissioner to the highest level. And as a producer because – he is supposed to be the one editing the audio, and yet I am the person that is doing this for the what, past four podcasts. So, pow, pow, hold that. We're gonna, mm-hmm. we gonna take these shots all day till he gets his act together. Um, a couple other games that was some some big ones today. Uh, San Francisco blew out Cincinnati, uh, forty one seventeen. Um, potential there as far as uh, NFC West. Uh, Competition. Um, I don't see Cardinals being competition, no. um, and I see they may be the only option to go against the Rams. Uh, oh well, 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 Seattle still there. What about Seattle? Yeah, Seattle, man. I mean, I feel. I will say, I think what's going to happen is the Rams is going to take a step back. How far a step back? I don't know, but I feel Seattle is going to be a little bit better, even mm-hmm. though they made the playoffs. So it's it's going to be. It's going to be competitive. I, I mean, I see San Francisco maybe winning like seven, eight games, um, but they're going to probably win some crucial games that are going to impact playoff seating. Um, right, yeah. They can blow up, they blow up some people's spots, yeah, situations in the, in the long run that will come back to haunt them down as, as the season keeps going on. Yeah, so they're not going to be – yeah, the Niners are not going to be no walk-in-the-park team. That is going to be an easy victory. And both of their wins have been on the road. So far, right? I believe so. Yep. So that's a that's a big thing. Right. And yeah, the goal, yeah, from the West Coast to the East too. And winning, even though Cincinnati sucks regardless, but it's still the fact that you went, you know, another time zone and in our early game on top of that. And then we and then blow them out like that. Their defense is real though. It's just that offense is the side that is the that was their wild card on them anyway. The defense is on point. Mm-hmm. Um, another big win. Uh, the Lions snuck in and got one against the Chargers. Um, Chargers are inconsistent, to to say the least, uh, especially without Gordon. Um, right. So we may see more of these games of them, you know, giving them away. Uh, being one dimensional is is going to be an issue for them. Uh, Buffalo sneaks in, beats the Giants. Uh, this might be a, the trash bowl of the year. Uh, I will say I appreciate Josh Allen getting me some points on my fantasy squad. Um, but if you play fantasy football, if you got a player that's playing against the Giants, you might want to put him in. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, th- that's going to be that's between the Giants and the, the Dolphins. That's going to be the gimmies all year, all year. Uh, I don't know any other team that's going to be that much of a gimme um, as far as getting some type of points um, from them in fantasy. Uh, As we mentioned earlier, Seattle got them a W today as well. Uh, Pittsburgh, I don't know what's going on there. I I think it's a The Ravens got hurt, so it's all that matters. Woo! (laughs) He he got hurt with a non-contact injury. 
So I think it's a matter of them, one, his injury, but two, I think there's a lot of players now that's at skill positions that's expected to put up numbers that never been the main guy. You know what I'm saying? For uh, what is it, Connor at running back um, mm-hmm. is one thing to be in and playing and saying, oh, Bell might be coming back. So you're playing with house money. Uh, so you're just kind of winging it. But once everybody knows you're going to be the guy and they watch the film on you, that's uh, that changes the game as well as uh, Juju as far as going from a number two receiver to number one. Um, you go from being a guy that's getting one-on-one coverage because it's being double teams on the other side of the field. Now you're the guy getting double teams. So how are you going to get open? So uh, right. I think they're dealing with a lot. Um, and then their defense is just not the same type of defense that they had in wow. the early 2000s and late 90s. Uh, well, shit, for the past 20 years, we've been knowing Pittsburgh to have defense, and they're just not built like that no more. Yeah, the right. defense coordinator plays – he's there with your team now, right? Is he still – LeBeau, yeah, yeah. came over the Titans. Um, but he I mean, he was 105 years old, but – Hey, still, hey, mine's still sharp as a tag, though. So I agree, still- but at some point, like you telling me, you don't have somebody else underneath him that can, hey, have the same scheme. Like it's not. I don't think it's just the scheme. I think it's also the the players they've been drafted. Like, what was the last defensive player that the Steelers really hit on? Uh, it's been a draft. That's that's true too. Trust you know me. I mean, that- you know, last- I gotta make that phone call to the second ex-wife soon too. What? You know she's a sec- you know the second ex wife is still a fan, so I gotta call her and take shots at her. Oh Lord. <laughs> we'll come back to that in the uh, Ipti classic moment uh at the end. But um but no, I was saying about the Steelers, like it's a shame, but like the last big name defensive player that the Steelers drafted was probably like, you know, New Orleans East own Ike Taylor. Um he was one, uh with Ryan Clark, TJ. Well, Colorado. 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 Start off with the Redskins. You're right. What about T.J. Watt? I don't think he's even producing at a high level, in my opinion. <laughs> he's producing, but like he, you know, it's, it's not losing, the losing a riot, you know. <laughs> they, so you, you're gathering up empty stats, right? So it, they're, you know, they've been hitting. They haven't been hitting on the draft. Um, I know in the past, in the '90s, and 2000, they, they do more in free agency. But, like, to me, their biggest issue is that they never had a solid secondary all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and now in this age of, of the NFL where it's a pass-happy league, you can't, you can't put out one good cornerback and expect that you can be consistently good on defense. Right. Uh, so, you know, it worked in the past, but now, you know, you blitzing and, and having four linebackers out there, you, you're putting yourself in a, a position to, to catch an L because I'm pretty sure every time they, they meet up with the Patriots, they get spread out and they get picked apart. But to your point about, you know, uh, was there anybody under Dick LeBeau? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, position coaches that was underneath them, but there's some things you can't teach. Like, I like to use uh, Nick Saban, for instance. None of his assistants has ever beaten him. True. You don't, you don't show him everything. You don't yeah. show him everything. Right. So, 
That's that, a good point. That, uh, you know, you know, he, he could be. Have your boy not? Oh wait, what's not your boy? Um, from Clemson was there and on no, Alabama. No, no, Cle- no, no, Clemson, no, no. Clemson's an Alabama. Uh, so, uh, Sweeney is an Alabama graduate, but he was never uh, an assistant. He never, he never was an assistant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then see, I couldn't remember that. All right, good call. Then okay, touche. Then yeah. all right, all right. Yeah, he got he won a national championship uh, with them, and was at ninety three when they beat your Kings. Hey, hell. Mm-hmm. I need that friendly reminder. I got it. I got it. But, but, I mean, that's a good point. But at the same time, if you have talented players, it kind of doesn't matter who you have at the coaching position. Like I said, I feel they've been shortchanging on getting talented players on a perimeter um, for the Steelers. Yeah. Right. Yeah, their drafting hasn't really been that strong and good. Um, have they changed GMs or something over these years or something? Because they just don't draft the same. I'm not sure. I don't think they change GMs. Cause you, I mean, they don't change coaches that often. They've had three coaches. Right. Three coaches in 50 years. Yeah, as long as we've been alive. So I, I doubt that GMs is changing that often. Yeah, um, so- that might be some either research. But um, – yeah. It's, I don't know. At the same time, you can't you can't hit at every position. Everybody has their everybody has their personality as far as what they're looking for to build a team. And running back has been something that they've been strong on having, and they've hit a lot of times at running back, whether it's been in free agency or in the draft. Um, right. they've, had, they've had great quarterbacks. Um, they've had great receivers. They've had great tight ends. Then they had great offensive linemen. Linebacker, some of the greatest linebackers of all time. So, at one at some point, you got to find a hole somewhere. So, right. you know, we may be critical of the decision making, but at the same time, when they do pick elsewhere, they they hit elsewhere. It's not like they yeah, but the, bumps. yeah, because it's always then. But at the same time, too, even with their secondary, they always had at least two. They always had a good safety and a good corner at the same time. Cardell Lake, you know, and Woodson. Mm-hmm. Then you know you I'm, had I'm, I'm Taylor, yeah, right, yeah. So they always had at least the combination of the two, and right now they just don't have that combination of the two in the secondary at this particular time. That's a good point. But like you said, it's only so much you can hit on. It, it's yeah, because like, yeah, and in the position you fall in the mix of you know drafting and picking and things like that. Who's coming out? It's always all about timing, also too. So it's. It's very interesting and, in, you know, how that can fall into play. And then another thing, too, I think uh, the loss of uh, DeShazer. Really yeah. What, it really hit on with him, too. Yeah, that's that a good point. Because that he was too. pretty much like a safety playing linebacker. Yeah. Um, so he could have been somebody that, that's covering ground. Um, yeah. Like you said, and, and it's not just even on the field. It's just even in the locker room. Right. Um, but I've heard um I've heard rumors that they they're gonna have him be like a coach, a position coach or something like that. Which is good. Uh, which good. they should do. Uh and that's the that's the Pittsburgh way. You know, they, they keep right. everybody in house. Uh kind of like what the Cowboys do. So um not a surprise there, but like you said, on the field, he could have been someone that that made a lot of difference as far as play calling, putting people in the right position. Exactly. Uh, 
in, in, in scouting and things like that. So, but on the other side, that they catching the L's. So, I'm enjoying it. Um, KC, of course, won today. Bears won today. Uh, tomorrow we got the uh, the Browns and the Jets, which is going to be a horrible, horrible Monday night game. I don't even think. I'm gonna... Why in the world would you put the Jets? How does that the Browns? Why are we having the Jets? Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell in this New York. Sam, was supposed to be there. Yep, he got mine over. I still, uh, yeah. Who the hell he been kissing on to get that? That is gross. But still. It's the Jets. Who nobody will still see no Jets on Monday night. Not not this Jets team at this particular time. They need to like earn it, you know, value to get to this level. Yeah. And it's an early season Monday night game. That's the yeah. other part about it too. So um Yeah, yeah I'm not watching that. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm pretty sure I'll be editing the podcast. Uh <laughs> when I come home from work tomorrow. Oh, fumble. Falcons got the ball. The Eagles are are, are shitting it up right now. Yeah. But moving on. So, uh, like I said, it's been a great to have football back um, with week one and week two. So, uh, Titans one and one, so I can't complain. Uh, even though we should have won today. Uh, our Raiders... Raiders are are being Raiders. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. We won and one. I ain't. I'm not knocking it right now. Uh, I I see potential there. I'm not, but I'm not holding my breath. But I see we going in some type of direction. It looks good though. For once I'll say that. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of potential um, between our squads. Touchdown Falcons, maybe. Oh, they down to the five. So yeah, but, so I see. Yeah, I see everybody. Yes, I definitely see everybody. You know, within our click, everybody's one and one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's early in the season. Everybody still has hope. Um, yeah. So we'll after week four. Then that's when we'll know our season is going to be something or it's over. Mm-hmm. I'll still be wearing my, my Vince Young Suicide Doors jersey regardless. So. I don't know about it. I'm still day to day with my team. I'm, I'm I'm still ready to jump ship and be out. But hey, I'm holding in right now. I'm holding in. So, got love football. That was my first love. So, uh, which most people would wouldn't believe. Right, right. This is yeah, very surprising. Yeah. Well, you know, my dad played right. semi-pro. So, and my brother was pretty good in his right. So. I'm the only eyeball in the family that's basketball first. So, <laughs> I mean, I should even saying that I'm probably the only person in the clique that's basketball first. Well, uh, maybe well, Cedric. Cedric, Cedric probably. Yeah, because I was actually yeah, because me, I'm more track because I'm definitely track, and it is football. I mean, not football, but baseball. Yeah. Probably it, it, baseball, soccer, then football. No, no, no. I would say baseball, uh, football, then basketball, then soccer. But soccer is moving, moving up 
Uh, not that my my Liverpool Reds is just they acting like donkeys now. They 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 doing their thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when the champion Champions League title last year, last season. So um, you know, and it's just funny how I, I I was able to get into that. You know, working at uh, my hotel back in Louisiana, and um, we used to have these Brits working at Rolls Royce, and they would do some rocket testing at the Navy base nearby. And so, you know, it's it's the spring. No real competition is on until NBA playoffs. So I had it on. Um, I'd always put soccer on for them and everything. And then one time they had uh, Man U and um, Man City on the TV. And they were like, uh, is this live? I'm like, yeah, it says live on TV. <laughs> it was like so, so they're playing right now I was like yeah they, they're playing right now and you didn't have to pay for this like, no it's on NBC Sports excuse me they, they called it they made a phone call they're like oi have you made it there yet it's like yeah we're about to pull in the gate turn around we're not working today he's got the, <laughs> he's got the Manchester Derby on <laughs> so like 20 minutes later there's like I, I, I shit you not about 30 Brits in my lobby. <laughs> watching. <laughs> watching soccer. <laughs> and I'm uh, like, okay, okay, is this is for real? <laughs> you know, to watch it with some real, like, you know, and from the stories I've heard, you know, like how they say that a Saints game is probably the closest thing that rivals. A Saints home game is the closest thing that rivals a regular game over there. they be like, we, 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 we. American sports does not even touch European soccer at all. Just with the the fanfare and all, not not even close. The Saints is the closest to it. Mm. And the sad thing is, you don't get the drink at the game. So a lot of them, they go to the pubs before the game, get drunk, get messed then, up. Then go to the game. Then when the game's over, you go back to the pub, and then right. you go home and wake up with the hangover, not realizing. Did I actually go to the game? <laughs> <laughs> you watching the game again the next day? Yeah. So that, that that's that's, I, dedication. Really, that's dedication. That's dedication. Yeah. So uh, I've really just really gotten hooked on in these last five years and all, and uh, you know, with the, I mean, the, and the money that they're making is ridiculous. That's that's the motivation right there. <laughs> that's the motivation, man. I was I was stuck with soccer. I um, I remember seventh grade. Uh, uh at PE, we was playing soccer or whatever, mm-hmm. and the, the the coach out there had the wise idea. It was like you know, because I was tall early. He was like, "Why don't you go play goalie?" So I knew nothing about soccer. Mm-hmm. So I'm just out there. I think we played for like a week. That all that week, nobody scored a goal on me. But this was the thing: I wasn't catching the ball. I was just batting it. Yeah, I, I didn't know because <laughs> I didn't know the rules. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just batting it. And then like one kid came up to me and was like, "Hey, you know you can catch the ball, right?" And I was like, <laughs> I, "Like I thought the rules was you couldn't use your hand. You know, you couldn't you know use your hands or whatever, whatever." And he's like, "No, if you're a goalie, you can actually catch it and you can yeah, take it downfield. You, you don't want to touch it." 
Man, right. once they told me that, man, they didn't score a goal on me for like three weeks. <laughs> so like, uh, so they was trying to get me to play on the team. But the thing was is that soccer and basketball was around the same time. Right. So I was like, no, nah, I'm going to basketball tryouts. Uh, we got tryouts on, t- you know, Tuesday or wherever it was. And then um, then I ended up getting kicked out of school anyway. But that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that, I mean, it made sense because I was like in seventh grade, I'm probably was like 5'10". So I had the wingspan to cover the goal and the agility from basketball and football. Yeah. Um, you know, I, that could have been easy money. Oh yeah, the 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 technique from soccer, just you know how it translates into NFL. Like Chad Johnson grew up playing soccer, that's why his his foot speed route run, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, uh, same as Odell. Mm-hmm. Just and uh, yeah. and the, one of the greats of all time, Akeem uh, Olajuwon. Yeah, Akeem. <laughs> yeah, that's straight child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that that feet that feet speed is. Um, I mean, that's a lot of the um, the players in the NBA now, and that's actually a great transition. Yeah. Um, as far as the FIBA World Championship, so a lot of our I don't know if y'all realize this, but the players that won the awards this year, mm-hmm. the majority of them were international players. So right. MVP, right? Gian- Giannis. Mm-hmm. Most improved, Spicy P, um, Siakam, yeah. uh, Defensive Player of the Year, um, Gobert. Gobert. Uh, who was six man? Was it Lou Will again? Yeah, Lou, yeah. Lou, yeah. Lou. Yeah, Lou got it again. Yeah, Lou got it again. He's actually, I'm pretty sure he's um, like East African descent. Like he was, you know, he was born in Atlanta, but I'm pretty sure his people is from East Africa, um, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, so the international, Luka. yeah, rookie of the year, rookie of the year, Luca. You know what I'm saying? So it's our best players in the league are international players, and it's not from them playing basketball year round. Most of these guys played other sports growing up, mm-hmm. and you know, I think that's something that we're missing in the United States is that we with this AAU thing is you got to play. 12 months a year to be great at basketball. And that's not the case because like we mentioned before, Odell Beckham Jr. He played all sports and was talented at all sports. Like we've seen video Odell Beckham, Duncan, windmilling. Uh, we've seen him play soccer. We've seen him hit home runs. Um, and these players are great at all these sports. And it's not from them just being concentrating on one. Um, and I think also, to me, and this is one thing I learned when I started coaching here, is you need that that combination of the other sports to enhance you. So as a basketball player, I feel it helps you to play some football because you're not going to shy away from contact. Right. Um, yep. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing I appreciate y'all, too, for beating me up as a kid because <laughs> I didn't – once I started playing kids my own age, I, I wasn't I caught enough elbows and undercuts and stuff already to, you know what, this is this is what it's supposed to be and I'm not scared of it. You know what I'm saying? So Right. And I think um 
same thing with you know vice versa if you play football i think that that finesse and that that artistry as far as playing basketball if you play like quarterback like to me playing quarterback and say if you was an option quarterback if you play a point guard in basketball running the pick and roll is like the same thing um you know, saying as far as reading what the defenders are going to do and making a decision. So the, the fact that these players are just being concentrated on one sport doesn't make them better. It may make you run drills better. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't make you a better overall player. Like these international players are being, were more physical than our US, Team USA team. Like the fact that they were just seeking out Kimball Walker and, and getting switches and posting him up. Uh, for this guy that's all NBA, they didn't care. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, no, nah, you're going to get this work. You're going to get on this block and you're going to guard me. You know what I'm saying? Because the guards in the international game is more physical. Um, we, we, yeah, you know, the, yeah the, what Jordan and doggone Scotty had did, the cool coach, it got real in these streets. Like, it's like, yo, we are not going to allow no these, U, these U.S. cats to just be abusing us no more like they did to one of their, they, you know, they thought, you know, because Kukos was, you know, one of the, the great ones the of the European. Yeah. yeah, but it was the way how Jordan and Pippen just abused him in that, in the U.S. They're like, nah, in the, like you said, it's it like, we are not going to allow this to ever happen again. But it was a different time. I think team, yeah, but the dream that, team. I think, coaches, I think those coaches took that and they made okay. sure to enhance these kids a lot better in the future. Well, it also it encouraged the kids because t- the dream team, they motivate a bunch of kids to play basketball. So, like like I was saying before, it's like it might have been kids that if they didn't see the dream team, they might have just stuck to soccer. Right. You know what I'm saying? But well, once seeing a dream team and seeing Jordan, you know, dominate, Bird, Magic, Pippen, Barkley, it was like, oh, let me, let me check out what this basketball is about. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But at the same time, too, those coaches remember those games, too. It's like man, y'all y'all beat us by seventy points. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I think the average was like thirty five points. But that that dream, that first dream team, right? Uh, yeah, you know, average put a victory margin there. So yeah, it was a wake up call for everybody. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, just and and just the the changing of times because now you can even if you are in Africa, you're in Europe, you're in Australia, you can you can pull up on YouTube and, and watch film of your favorite player and mimic your game behind them versus in 92 you didn't have that option mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying we, we're still hearing stories about our Bia Sabonis um, how great he was in 84 and we ain't got no footage you know right. what I'm saying so the fact that we can now cover we have covered the globe as far as showing the, the NBA game has been a gift and a curse because now even though we're making money off of it, we've also given ammunition to the other countries as far as enhancing their players. Because, for example, Canada probably had at least eight NBA players that didn't play. Mm-hmm. Australia had a handful that didn't play. Um, I think Serbia has some players, some NBA players that didn't play. So, like, they had players that, you know, even though we talk about the NBA, um, NBA players sitting out, as far as yeah. USA, these other, was, these other countries had players that were sitting out. Like, Paul Gasol didn't play because he was recovering from, from a surgery. So, you, we kind of, either way it went. I mean, of course, it would have been better if you have LeBron, Anthony Davis, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, but 
it still were were talent that was that was going to be out there. And like I said, Canada was one of the teams in Australia because like if Ben Simmons would have played with Australia, they'd have been a dog. Yeah. Right. But so, here's the other thing too that that I think we overlooking too is that outside the U.S. fundamentals is preached a lot more than they definitely than is here. Um, once that I saw is that uh, for this for the world championships we had the worst three point shooting. Mm-hmm. So you know, on twofold. So one, you got the worst three point shooting in the whole tournament, and yeah. two, you got Matt Barnes playing center. Not Matt Barnes. Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes, which was even worse. Right. Like, he, he, he was playing center? Yes. Oh, my wow. God. Well, that's that say no more, then. That's why we sucked. You know, Miles Turner might start start the game up, but they was playing a lot of minutes of, uh, of Harrison Barnes playing playing the five. Oh, that's like, good. So, the only way you can do that is if you just either knocking down a bunch of threes or you iso join these cats to death. And breaking them down, and they were not doing either. So it's, uh, you know, I mean, now Hassan, uh, I think I sent that to y'all. He was, uh, even when the game, that Turkey game, when they, they won that one, he was just like, hey, <laughs> like he was saying the other day, like, these are, there were signs that this was coming. Like, you lost against the G League team in camp. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I was seeing those little things and stuff like that. So definitely, and, and then and everybody was like, "Oh, don't worry about it." You struggle with Turkey; they have to miss four free throws in the clutch in order for you to to make a, a you know, get a foul and get two free throws to win a game. Like that makes no, that that's not something you should be proud of. You know, what I'm saying and it's just like everybody just kept being passive and passive. Like, oh, it's going to be okay. It's always going to be okay, but like. You had no dominant inside presence. Like Miles Turner was like a, a stretch five. Hmm. You had Brooke Lopez as a stretch five. And you had Mason what what's Plumley? Was it Mason Plumley? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, that's what his name is, yeah. You know, so you had nobody because in the international game, they actually post up. You know, nobody does that in the NBA no more. So you had nobody that can have their back to the basket game. You had nobody that was a consistent rim protector. You had inconsistent rebounding, and you had inconsistent shooting. Like you had no, there was nothing, nothing about the team that was dominant. You know, and there was just too many games where they did not have the best player on the court. When they played against Greek, Greece, Greece had Giannis. They had the best player on the court. When they played against uh, whoever the Joker Jokic plays for, when Serbia. they played Serbia, when they played them, they had the best player on the court. When they played against France. And when they lost, they probably had go with Gobert, they're probably the best player on the court. Right. You know, so it's um and they didn't even get to Spain. And that know. was the, the red flag for me was when the Serbian coach was talking mess. So I feel sorry for the US if, when they face us, if they gotta face us, like boy, who's you? Because he had NBA players on the scene. Like, all right, yeah. All-star players, all NBA players. So, you, you know, like you said, they, they've been waiting for this moment. Mm-hmm. And they've been executing. So, it's, uh, 
Now, one thing I will say for the Olympics next year is that the top tier players, they got to show up. You can't finish seventh, or I think it was seventh, sixth or seventh in the yeah, world. Seven. Yeah, they finished seventh. In the world championships. And you say, oh, I'm a, I need to work on my game. I don't want to go to China or wherever it is that um, for the Olympics. Like, oh, that's. Yeah. That's that's not going to be an option. Like you you gotta go out there and perform. Even for like LeBron, uh, LeBron, I don't care if he got to go out there in a the wheelchair. He needs to be out there, even though he may not play major minutes. But just to the fact to have that that mentality, mm-hmm. that killer instinct on the court, um, and getting the players right. Because like even like with even with the younger players, like the fact that like Devin Booker didn't play, the fact that well, I, yeah. De'Aaron Fox, but I heard that when De'Aaron Fox played in the scrimmage, he only played six minutes, and they said, like, the next day he was on the next flight home because he was mad because he didn't get no minutes. Um, but that's part coaching. But there's, there's still a lot of young players that, that's out there that didn't even get consideration for the team. Like, why, why Jimmy Butler? Why, why not? Yeah, why we didn't have the younger players just playing in the first place? Like, that's hungry enough to want to do this and everything, and then you you shorten them minutes. You know, they you know now there was some that turned it down, but it was like I said, there was some players that we were either not offered or they'll end up being cut or not getting enough opportunity um, to play. So, you know, I think they're going to take another look as far as how they're going to approach this thing uh, to make sure we put a competitive team out there. But the other side of that, as far as um, NBA, is um, after investigating some of the uh, free agency signings and transactions this summer, um, the league is looking at to uh, increase their penalties for tampering up to $10 million. Um, do you think they're bluffing or do you think they're going to actually enforce something? Now, I don't think they're going to maybe get to the point where they have to put $10 million on somebody, but I feel they, uh, they're making a solid threat. I get the threat that they're doing, but it's just like... It's kind of late. <laughs> it's kind of late. Yeah, it's kind of late and it's like... Why not? To me, it's kind of like, um, you know, uh, summer 98 with the uh, home run chase with Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. Y'all know they was juicing. But now you want to say something about it. You want to say something about it. You knew everybody was talking to each other. Yeah. You knew that. It's the offseason. You know what? I think it's a big deal if it happens during the season. Mm Mm-hmm. But when we're in the off season, man, the gloves are off. We we we, we got to get. It's that's when it's time to get dirty. But I I, I get it. As long as this is during the season, I'm I'm all for that. Fine. Well, I heard it's going to be like a couple of things they can do. One is up to a ten million dollar fine. Um, it can be potential forfeit and draft picks. 
potential cancellation of contracts, which I think will be a, a crazy extreme. Um, I know Bill Simmons said that was one of the rumors why Paul George didn't even meet with the Lakers because it was tampering with that. So it was kind of like an under-the-table deal. It's like, don't even think about going to the Lakers. Otherwise, it ain't going to happen. Um it was, you know, avoiding the contracts, fines, and finding the players as well. Why? Because you're you're engaging in that activity as well. So, like, for example, if I tell you that draft, no, I'm not draft, uh, free agency starts on July 1st at 6 p.m. However, you're having a conversation with the team at 12 you're accepting that dialogue. So why wouldn't the player be held accountable? Like, you should be able to say no and say, no, nah, let's wait till six. You know what I'm saying? It makes no sense that that half the league contracts were being posted by Brian Windhorse and uh, what's your boy? What's the other dude that does the bombs? Wolves bombs. Yeah, yeah, Wolves, yeah. By by three p.m. Like that makes no sense. Like that's just a blatant slap in the face of the N- of the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Which I understand they're trying to get the news out, but they actually sold out these teams and these players because you're you're, you're showing that they're having these conversations early. Because not only are you saying this person is signing with them, you're saying, oh, this person signed three years and 64.75 mil. Like, you okay. look down to the T. And, you know, I think that's another case where, you know, where, you know, their source, sources are involved and they, you got to protect the source and everything. And, you know, and if they don't do it, somebody else is going to beat them to it. So it's, it's a whole of that, you know, being first. But at the same time, I heard, um, I'm pretty sure it's like um, I know with ESPN is when you break a story, you have to give up your source. So I'm pretty sure the NBA should have um, access to that information as well. Because that's what they, cause I know um, originally when they said they was going to go into this uh, tampering thing is that they're going to ask for emails and cell phones. So if you get that, those, you know, unnamed sources. Right. Right, and they're gonna be exposed. But, I but I mean, I don't know what's if it's not broke. Why are we trying? Why are we trying to do this? I, I get it, but don't get it. But like, look at the excitement that you just had this past season. Yeah, but, this past off season, and then on top of that, it's it's ten different teams now that can that's in the hunt. Not four, not three, not the mm-hmm. same two for four years. It's but, ten, and that's great for the league. But at the same time, you know who's complaining and complaining about tampering? Those bottom ten. That's the well. They need to stop sucking. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the bottom ten that ain't trying. Right. That's yeah. The, they ain't trying. We know where they stand at. They are who they are. That's the, you know? that's the problem that we have is that they're they're the ones complaining and, and crying wolf. But at the same time, they're crying wolf. But at, 
but like the 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 Hornets, they don't they're not willing to pay a guy. Right. But right. but then you're gonna talk about oh the Celtics is tampering. Cause they was, I guarantee you they were one of the teams that complained about it because um the Celtics had his offer on the table early and but at the same time you had the ability to pay him two hundred and whatever million, but you decided that he wasn't worth it. But you're going to complain about the Celtics, and, and now you see why too. You just you saw he sold off uh, part of his team, huh? Yep, I, I was going to get to that too. It's like, you know, even though he got the team on the hookup, basically, I heard that um, part of his deal of taking over the Hornets was he paid off some of their debts. They had some type of debts or, or whatever, building the arena and stuff like that. So he pretty much got the hookup on the team, but. You know, like you said, it's a it's a financial move because again, you decided not to pay an all NBA player, so now you got literally nothing on the team. You got Malik Monk and Miles Bridges, right? But you can't complain about tampering like that. That, that that's ass backwards because you weren't even trying to sign this guy anyway. But you want to say, talk about them being tampering. But that's how it goes. You know, all those, you know, you t- you're talking about spoiled brats with money, and that's what these owners are. Yeah. It's a tax write-off. Mm-hmm. Strongly. All right. So that's like, like you said, Phoenix, the same way, like the people are so disgusted with the owner with Phoenix, how he just – He's not technically trying to win or anything like that, and but he wants taxpayers to pay for a new arena. Mm-hmm. And like, how we gonna pay? For, well, we don't want to pay for the new arena if you keep keeping this this whack ass team out there. Yeah, he's still so swimming on his way to to getting that boat. Right. And if uh, wait, where's that um? The Cardinals, where they play, is that in, in Phoenix or is it Tucson? I want to say Tucson. Tucson. Yeah, if, I, if I'm them, I, I convince them, hey, come play in our arena. Right. <laughs> Why build a new one when we can play in this one? We can throw the throw the wood out there. Mm-hmm. And keep it moving. Yeah, just make them the Arizona Suns. Fuck Phoenix. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think they play in Phoenix no more. I think they play like in um, – what is that? Chandler? I don't know. I don't think they... Yeah, it's, like it's a sub- suburb right outside of um, Phoenix, actually. Yeah, I don't think they're in Phoenix. They used to be in Phoenix, but I don't think they're in Phoenix no more. Yeah, they're trying to... Because they want to build a, a, a stadium in downtown Phoenix. Oh, wow. But, the, yeah, but, the, like, the... um, That's where the, the fans are like, we don't want to pay... The, you know, they don't want to pay the tax dollars for that. Right. So yeah, so they had a woman that was like all in her like I forgot yeah in her seventies saying yo we don't want these problems yeah I forgot her name. we don't because uh I know the she, NBA the, the jump was, was uh was always bringing her yeah. up right because she was breaking it down like nah we I'm in a fan and I live in this city this long and I'm not gonna sit here paying for this owner that's not trying to give us a good product right so yeah so that 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 lady was all her shoes you know she was very vocal about nah we ain't trying to do this. Like they were, they said basically, 
they want the NBA to force him to sell the team. Yeah, but that's going to be difficult to to make right. happen. Exactly. So. But. Yeah, that's because of that. It's a, you know, it's still in the offseason. I, I still feel there's going to be another big trade that's going to happen before the season starts. Um, I don't know what. I mean, the obvious is Bradley Beal, but uh, I still feel there's going to be something else that's going to happen. I think that's still going to happen before the um, – yeah, if it's before the season or maybe before Christmas with the Brandon Bill situation. I still see that happening. And then, too, you see you see the rumbling. They're talking about Wade might come out of retirement to go play with the Lakers. He ain't doing that. <laughs> that boy just had a baby. That boy just had a baby. I want it. Hey, they live in L.A. right now. I don't think that's going to happen. And that's the other part about it. He don't even fit what they need. I know. That's the same thing that happened when he went to Cleveland. It's like he he wasn't what they needed. And that's why he ended up getting traded out of there. So I don't think uh I don't think that works. Like no. We'll give it we'll give Melo a chance. Mm. I don't see that happening either. It's crazy that Melo been blackballed out the league, man. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I know we talked about my theory, but uh, when the whole you know Black Lives Matter thing happened and they spoke at the All Star Weekend, it was Melo, Wade, and Chris Paul. All of them, oh yeah, all of them is either out the league or not playing, which. Chris Paul is pretty much being told that he he's not wanted on the court. So I don't know. That was one of my things. No, that's just one that's one thing me and Rashawn talked about. It was like Yeah, we had talked about this, yeah. But you know, and it made it, it definitely made some sense. I, I did get where it was coming from, but I was just like, wow, that's how we gonna we gonna do it like that. Like um it was it was all star it was one of those all star weekends and that was uh, SPS. Yeah, and they all had, you know, they all spoke out. Yeah, it was the SPs. It was definitely the SPs. That's right. <laughs> you know, they all spoke out and, and whatever, whatever. Even though LeBron was supporting, he wasn't the one out there. Which, even if it was LeBron, I mean, you can't do nothing about LeBron. But all those players, all of a sudden, got this stigma, this on, stigma them. on them as far as who they are, as far as a teammate and stuff like that. Like. Mello was like what top three in in MVP probably like that year before, and now all of a sudden he's somebody that's not a, a locker room guy, you know. Even though everybody in the league always talking about they love Mello, you know, saying same thing about Chris Paul, which we all, or well, at least me or Sean, are, are not personally Chris Paul fans because he 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 punching people in the jump. Yeah, he's he got bitch assness to the highest level. Yeah, he's on my shit list. But he was, uh, but he was labeled as a good guy as far as doing stuff yeah, in the community right. and, and things like that. Now all of a yeah. sudden, especially after that fight with Rondo, uh, he's he's a guy that oh, he, he, you can't have him support a younger player or you know right. stuff like that. So 
it just seems to me it's like they're they're putting out these like the um like Jalen Rose always say they're putting out these labels that you can't prove or deny you know oh he doesn't work hard in practice or you know he doesn't support the younger players in the locker room it's like how can you validate that you know what I'm saying you know yeah. or how you deny it you know it's, it's 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 amazing how that always comes up when it's time for you to re-sign a contract or you're in the midst of demanding a trade or something like that. So, right. and Wade became old all of a sudden. Right. But then he goes back to Miami and, and getting buckets and, and get, hitting game winners. Game yeah, winners. right. Right. He was alive again, you know. <laughs> so it was just like weird how that he was a has, you know, like, yeah, he fell off for a couple of years, then gets, you know, kicked out of Miami, goes to Cleveland, still didn't do nothing, but now he said, do it. Re- reunion tour back in Miami, then all of a sudden he's rejuvenated. Right. So. So yeah. So that yeah, that theory did make you know I I did we kind of it made a lot of sense of how that had all came into place there. But never know. Um, like I said, I, like Melo will be the better fit because it needs somebody to pre that that stretch four position. But to me, Dwayne Wade would not be an option because unless he's going to play point guard, which yeah, I don't not, think he – Not in the West. And he don't have that ability to, to guard Dame and Steph and De'Aaron Fox and cats like that. Yeah. Right. That's true. But, so. again, it's, it's – we're not even in October yet. It's, <laughs> it, it, I, like I said, I feel there's going to be another big trade that comes up and happens or another big transaction that happens or injury or something that changes a team or changes the conference outlook. Um, True. And it's going to be a whole different approach. Right. I was about to see something happening around Christmas. But like you said, something's still going to happen, man. And right before the beginning of the season, too, to just to get that buzz back going on. But, you know, it's, it's not, this is going to make one of the best NBA years ever because of yeah. how open and how much diversity these teams have. And it's not it's not juggernaut teams. It's, it's a balance of duos instead of having triplets and quadruplets. Yeah. on these teams. Right. Um, so, even though these teams, a lot of teams making moves, it's, it's, it's going to be a, a small time frame as far as adjustments and, and getting to jail. So, the teams that didn't make moves, I think I said pre- on a previous podcast, is, you know, those teams might get to early early jump on them. You know, they may have teams like the Rockets that get out to, a, you know, early 16 and 2 start because they pretty much have their team intact versus Portland Portland too versus like the Clippers. Uh right. That's have yeah. a a bulk of the team Indiana, come in. Yeah, Indiana same in same Indiana. kind of situation. The Nuggets. Yeah. The Nuggets. Nuggets. Definitely the Nuggets. Yeah, they when they got uh Bobo. Bobo squad. No, my new Bo son. New bowl went. Son went to. I thought he went to the Nuggets. 
it might be the Nuggets Bowl Bowl. Um, I can't remember. I know uh, Taco Falls went to the Celtics. Uh, right. But he did go to the Nuggets. You're right. Because um, I was looking at them, and I was like, they got Bowl Bowl and Michael Porter Jr. as far as if they can get healthy, that they can be big right. impacts. So, um, so yeah, like they, there's Philly. Philly. Philly is still Philly is still intact. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you said there's a few teams. The, the team that I one of the sleeper teams I'm looking at too is Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. They could. I'm, I'm saying something. I'm saying something with Atlanta could like big. They kind of trying to make themselves, you know, go to stay east around that because I know like the GM was under that. Um, for the state umbrella in the you know in the past there's and I see what he's trying to do over there. And I and I kinda like what they're doing. Pete, I, this, like I see the this this is what I see and this is what I've heard. Jalen Brown's from Atlanta. Mm. The Celtics smoke. Not didn't want to pay him what he wanted. He comes to Atlanta, so you're gonna have Trey Young. Was that was the guy that drafted this year, Hunter? Oh, yeah, never know. Um, and Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish, Herder, Jason Collins, and then whoever you get at center. That's a solid team, like in the East, especially in the East. You know, right? You got shooting and length. Because um, when I went to that event for uh, at that park, like Cam Reddish was a legit six nine. Six eight six nine. Like he's, he's not, a, you know, and he's, you know, technically a, a two or a three. Mm. Like he's legit tall, legit, and with legit length. So they going to, I think they're going to surprise a lot of teams. Um. So what's this thing I saw? Um, Justice Winslow want to play point guard. That's kind of what he played like towards the end of the year last year, like a point forward type thing. Um, because they was having Josh Richardson do it, and that just wasn't working. So they put they had Winslow handling the ball, had Richardson playing off the ball and shooting more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and Winslow can guard some point guards. He can guard one through three. So I mean, it kind of makes sense. Okay. But I mean, but between Butler, Winslow, and Dragic, you know, that's that's what you're looking at your perimeter players to start games with, along with the rookie hero. But oh, he, God, that boy, that he get his game is nasty. Ooh, yeah, that's why he's he's Dever, Devin Booker ish. Yeah. So like. He he's he's a guy that he can probably go off for forty, but at the same time he probably can go off for five. But yeah. with the team that he's playing with, it will be less pressure. Because mm-hmm. I I don't know how well he plays on defense, but between Winslow and Deion Waiters and Butler, it, it's going to be tough for him to get minutes exactly. if they're healthy. Definitely. If they're healthy, but we all know Deion Waiters injury prone. Justin Winslow, yes. injury prone. Jimmy Butler, injury prone. Dragic, injury prone. So, you, as a rookie, you're you're guessing that most likely one of these guys going to be out at some point or another. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna get those minutes. Yeah, 
So, and he's a he's a better shooter right now than all of them. Oh, he definitely is. Yeah. So, it's going to be a. Uh, I think Miami is going to be one of those teams that just is going to jump out early. Like I said, especially in the East, they don't have much much competition to deal with over there. But the the inside is going to be where they're going to need to make it work. Even though losing Whiteside, even though his personality wise, he wasn't a fit. But right. it's still hard losing seven foot one, two hundred and sixty pounds. Yeah, exactly. But that has made Portland better though. Yeah. Sure. So you think they have uh, I know they had a uh, Nurkic. Yeah, he uh, still so recovering. So they have Gasol coming off the bench? Yeah. I think so. Have Gasol come off the bench and play White side and uh, what's the the rookie the young boy they had Collins? Yeah. You start them too, and then you take it from there. But uh, I look for um, that cat from uh, from Villanova. He, he went to Milwaukee. He probably got lost lost down the bench there. But with uh, Brogdon gone. Uh, was it, was it oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I, Chester, I can't pronounce yeah. names. But he played well in the playoffs. Yeah. So that's why I think that um, the Bucks wasn't really wasn't really worried because they knew that they have somebody else that can come in, even though Brogdon can play some point. But uh, you, you you're not really worried about, especially when you commit your money to Bledsoe. Even though now nah, in hindsight, you probably wish you had Brogdon over Bledsoe. Right. But I think overall you still can be uh, a better team without having to be so cap strong. Yeah. Between Bledsoe and Brogdon, because like Brogdon is good, but I also don't think he's twenty million a year good. Right. But at the same time, if you can flip flop Bledsoe for for Brogdon, I'll definitely do that. But. Yeah. They already made that commitment mid-season with Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. And, but at the same time, Brogdon's also injury-prone. Yeah, he definitely was. He, has that, uh, he got, what's the, I don't know what the, the term to use, but that broken foot thing. He had that in college, and he broke it again in the, in the league. So, it's a, it's a potential ongoing problem, so. The Pacers got to take over that. But uh, my, my dream matchup, my dream championship match, matchup, hopefully, hopefully five or seven years from now, is uh, Hawks against Pelicans. Oh, man. <laughs> Atlanta and New Orleans. Can you imagine that back and forth <laughs> in the series? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Like the, the just the strength that will make Atlanta become a Hawks fans for the first time. Ever. Right, they'll be Hawks fans just for that because yeah. Yeah. right, just off, of, just, yeah, they'll be just off a of GP like they we, they gotta be fans now because they're going against New Orleans. Ain't nobody out here like I've been out here what since 2010. Ain't nobody out here be repping for the Hawks. Like it's a couple cats I work with. But that's about it. Like, literally, when I say a couple, I mean, like, a couple less than two. 
<laughs> there ain't nobody out here that's going hard for the Hawks like that. Like I, I used to kick it with the Hawks because when I, back home, before we had the the Pelicans and slash Hornets, um, the only teams I was able to get on TV growing up was yeah the Knicks because they'll be on TV on Sundays. WGN with the Bulls mm-hmm. and, and, yeah, and the Hawks on TBS. Yeah, exactly. So. I love some Dominique. I love Steve Smith, Mookie Blaylock, Kevin Willis, all them cats. So, like, when I come out here and see that they don't give no kind of support for the Hawks, even when they had Joe Johnson and 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 Marv and Josh Smith when they was making the playoffs run. Yeah, wait, even when they were the number one seed. Yeah, they wasn't. Nobody was talking about the Hawks out here like that. That's crazy. Like you can eat. Like the tickets used to be cheap, like crazy cheap. But now, since they got the little buzz and they built a new stadium, like I was looking for season tickets and they 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 taxing now. But yeah, there, there was no kind of real buzz uh, for them boys out here. So yeah, because Taylor like didn't get a buzz until like Two Chains started showing love. Yeah. You know, like he you know he finally got to a level he needed to be. He, you know, then a lot of people now want to acknowledge him. But it also started when they they redid the stadium. When um, so that's really when it happened because then that's when they started reaching out to those local artists to try to get that buzz. So Grant Hill and them took over that new management team. So this, um, you know, is what it is. But you know, it's going to be. It's going to be like I said, but it's valid Falcon fans too. It's just they're not a Atlanta's just not a sports city, oh, man, you know. It's just one of the worst sports towns. Yeah, it is because there's so many people that come from other cities that's in that's out here. So it's it's definitely a sports city, it's just the fact that there's so many people from Louisiana, so many people from New York, so many people from Ohio, uh stuff like that. So it's just the fact that it's a. It's not a local sports town. Exactly. There's no where you, where you see the Saints are playing there. You see more Saint yeah. jerseys. So you can't have Saints fans coming up, <laughs> coming in. But it's a, uh, you know, now when the Saints, you know, they they're ready to argue with the Saints, but any other teams, they'll just. That didn't come in with their Lions jerseys and Eagles jerseys. Like I'm pretty sure, like right now, I'm pretty sure. Uh, There's a lot of Eagle people out there and stuff. People out there from Philly, and they they cool with that. But if it was Saints, it would be a whole different different story. Oh, yeah, because the disrespect of them ignorant fools from our city is real, dude. <laughs> like they can't. It's like yo, there's a different energy. Fools coming and say, "Yo, this is our city for the day." It's like, whoa, now yeah. y'all going a little step too far. But they mean it, and they, and they actually do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how that works. So moving on from uh, from sports, uh, want to touch on a funny, funny topic, funny uh, song, I guess you could say. So this. Sean brought this up, this, this Life Jennings uh, recent album. Uh, I don't even know 
I can't even think how he began to even write this song. Like this. That was the, I don't know, that was one of the worst lyrics I've heard ever in an R&B song. I would expect that from like a hip hop song to the fullest, but like, boy, I legitimately like you singing this and you can hear these words clearly. And I, I'm trying to find, a, I'm like, I can't even find a lyrics to the song so I can just like even point how bad this song is. It's called, off the rip, it's called Slave. So that's bad off the rip. It's called. Especially that. in the R. Kelly uh, time frame. Yeah. Yes, and, but then he was naming all kind of files from dealing with animals and shit. This was horrendously bad. Like, yo, what? Like, like, well, like I said, because Charlemagne the God posted it. It is like he made the greatest point. Like, this clearly shows this man has no friends. <laughs> because wasn't he MIA for a minute? Like, well, yeah, he went yeah, to jail. Yeah, he went back to jail for a oh, minute Lord. and things like. Yeah, and he, you can, and, and he's definitely part of the. Um, the hell of a drug club because you got to be on some type of drug to ride here, write them kind of lyrics. I'm his probation officer, I'm showing up to his spot with a cup. <laughs> with a cup, yeah, yeah. You like, <laughs> no, like those lyrics. Oh man, I just want to be but I, I, I could remember them. I, it's almost like it's so bad, I'm glad I don't remember them. So, but it was just like, so for the listeners out there that, that have not heard the song, so basically. Life Jennings, um, on this song, he basically describes sexual intercourse as a master to slave situation. Well, I guess you can say. I, I, from from what I can remember, and animals, and animals. Yeah, the animals is what I remember most is you know I got I got the, the pussy wet like two wet dogs dripping like two wet dogs. <laughs> Shaking like Thank two wet dogs or whatever you see, say. Got that ass jumping like, like, like a frog. <laughs> yeah, got that ass jumping like a frog. Yeah, like, yo, like, what the fuck is we like? What is you doing here, man? How, why would you even, I understand you're independent now. I respect the fact that you're independent. You know ain't no major label what? listening to that album. And really <laughs> Like I, I was just, I was getting ready to. I was like, literally, was getting ready to listen to the whole album. Cause I said, "Oh, he got a new joint out." And then for you know, for Charlemagne the God and Amanda Seals to do that, they just like I don't even want to listen to the album at all now. And I, <laughs> I got the album just off the strength of the first one, because he had a couple of bangers that I loved. Yeah, back on that one. <laughs> Because this is history. Like he's always had, a, you know, hits every now and then. He even a single or two pop up. So you know, just off the street because of the first album, you just show love regardless. And he doing his independent thing. I was gonna give it a shot, but now, listen, this off the street, the that song, like ah, ah. Okay, I don't know about you, you know what though? This this song when I heard this, it hit home for me because you, you know my my oldest son. You know, he, he's into the arts. He's, you know, acting, wants to be singer. Want, want, he writes his own poems, writes his own uh, songs and everything. And he, he he had an idea for a song yesterday that we was kind of looking at him side-eyed. And then when he, <laughs> and then when he wrote it down, I'm like, all right, let me hear it. Let me sing it. He's like, 
no, no, I don't want to sing it. Like, I'm sitting up there like, man, this is part of being an artist. You got to put yourself out there. Right. Did I hear this? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, <nah>, man. <laughs> Keep that to yourself. Keep that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's like, man, because he, he, he was feeling embarrassed. I'm like, no, do it, do it, man. I, I'm your daddy, man. I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> They're like, Somebody should have judged this man. Right. <laughs> Somebody need to raise the flag on this one. Right. Oh, like I said, I wish I was. I could. I wish I could have been in that room with him, man. Because I, 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 I nip that in the bud asap. I say, ain't no, like this, man. I, I can't ever tell you I'm your old friend, and I allow you to put this shit out here, man. Because this is hard. This is horrendous. <laughs> man, what drug was you taking when you wrote this? Cause you need to stop taking that drug, <laughs> like right now. And I mean, right now. Yeah, you, you hear that? Like you still on probation, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> that was the first thing I'm like, too. Like, yo, you know, you better go back to jail, right? They got the cup waiting on you. Cause the cup is super waiting on you right now. Well, imagine that probation officer coming to work tomorrow. His ass to say, "Hey, uh, life Jennings, yo, what one of your uh?" <laughs> Probationers, folks, right? Yeah, man, you might want to go check him out. <laughs> Why, man? He's been a model citizen. Uh, no, I don't think so. Nah, let's, let's, let's do a new album. Let's do a new album real quick, and then tell me what you think. I do listen to that new album. Mm-hmm. I think you need to go do your job because you you slacking right now. I'm sure he missed a, a couple of <laughs> dates there. That's what it's all. <laughs> yeah, something adding up here right now. Yeah, oh, man. man, that's that that guy. That guy. That was like, oh, dude, that it really made me cringe. Like, I had to post it how bad it sounded. And I had, like I told you, I had the album, but I don't remember hearing that song. You know, I listen to a lot of my stuff on Shuffle, so maybe it skipped over uh, that song. Yeah, right. Yeah. You listen on Shuffle, then you definitely missed it. It was like the third, like, it's like the third song on there. If you would have just went in the proper order, because I, I go in the order of, like, every time it's something new, I go straight in the order. Yeah, I do that, too. I do that, too, but I don't think I did it for that album. I think I had that weekend, there was a bunch of stuff that came out, so when I was at work, mm-hmm. I just put everything new that came out that week on Shuffle, and was just yeah, listening. I knew he dropped something, and I was getting prepared to listen to it. But then I saw this, and I was like, oh, I'm, I don't know if I want to listen to this now. Nah, man, I can't. I, I can't. Pussy dripping like two wet dogs. <laughs> the visual. Dude, like that, that's the problem with me. I'm too visual, dude. Like I could see this stuff viv- like too vivid. Like, no, I, I don't know. Don't do this to me. I, I I can't do it. And I was like, I you know just messed up the whole album for me, man. I need and I wanted to listen to some new R and B. And I was looking forward to it. Yeah. And then this is what you give me? Nah, put you on the shelf for life now. Literally. I think he he, he really singing to a, a subculture that uh, a lot of people ain't ready for. Yeah, it's called prison life. Mm-hmm. We we bought that life. Like that's the only we, life I know. Street yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, he's straight to that street life, yo. And he can keep that one, yo. He he went uh, he went way left. Super, super left. Mm-hmm. So. If you need some R and B, I think Johnny Gill. Uh, 
the Johnny Gill. Oh, the Johnny Gill joint was definitely a good album. I ain't listen to that it. That was yet. a good. Joint. I listened to it. I, I checked that out. I accidentally um sent the song to the second ex wife by accident. No that made her no accident. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was an accident. No, I'm gonna tell you no. It's gonna break this down, yo. It was by accident. Like what I was doing was. I was just sending her, I sent it through um, YouTube. So I sent her that whole album through YouTube. But it was like, um, I tried to set the whole album, but what happened was it broke it down and went in the song. She <laughs> Yo, the song she got on the album was, it was like, it was like better friends than it's like we better to be friends than lovers. And I was like, oh shit, I done fucked up. And it just got all emotional on me. And I was like, oh god damn. My bad. I told her my bad. I wasn't doing that attention. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it that's, don't matter. Now let's see. That's still no again, that's still not an accident. You you purposely meant to, you purposely meant to her to have the music. Nah. No, yeah, that was, yeah, cause she, she's a big you new edition fan. So I just sent it to her because of the new edition vibe. So I was sending her the whole thing. You know, that was the when she pressed it though. That was the first song that came up though. And I was like, and she was like, yo, she said, yo, man, you got me all emotional. I was like, what the fuck wrong with you? What you mean you're emotional? And then she told me what happened. I was like, oh damn, my bad. I wasn't trying to see you that song. I was just trying to see you the whole album. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Once again. Nah. <laughs> but I haven't listened. Uh, I got it. I downloaded it, but I just haven't listened, listened to it yet. Yeah, so listen to that. Yeah, just listen to the dang old song. Yeah, it said, I think it was like, uh, yeah, better friends than. Uh, it's better to be friends than lovers, something like that. Deal, and I like yo. Of all the songs, that's the song we get. That's it. Not only me, Not only me. I wasn't trying to be malicious and everything. We cool. We actually cool people. Yeah, see, I'm like, all cool as I witnessed. Yeah, you see, we still cool. Like yeah, because I had him on three way with us this week. Show him that we cool. Oh, and, and I, that, that was a yeah. shot. I was just calling, talking. Hey, Anthony. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to feel awkward. I have my awkward reasons. Hey, man, I'm cool with all my for the, the, the mother of my children. So y'all know how I, this is how I roll. Like, everybody don't cool with stuff for that person. So that's the only one I don't like on God's green earth. Everybody else, I, I'm cool with to a certain extent. Now that one, now the second ass one well, took a minute for us to get back cool. The beef was real. But we back cool. Okay. Okay. Put out, you know, put out little differences to the side. Takes time. Well, and, you know, I got my my petty gratification also that, yeah. that, that out when, you know, and I got screwed, and the other one she decided to be with screwed her over, so I felt good. Classic gratification. I'm, I'm envious. So, so that, that made me feel good, you know. So, you know, you know, y'all know how I roll. I'm a true Aquarius. The petty game is real. Mm-hmm. So, 
So after that, we, you know, we, we talked that out. And now we back. We're cool and civilized in these streets. Yeah, what's up, fellas? Hey, um, yeah, Minnesota still weak. Capital T on this stuff. Um, no, but, but don't don't include KG on that. The kid, we got it. We got to represent for him. I almost had a KG jersey. I just didn't buy it. I I just didn't buy it. But I still got to go get one. I think they online. Have to go ask me one. Yeah, I like Missy Elliott. I really like watching Missy Elliott. Her videos, music. Yeah, she golden. All right, dude, y'all be you. Thanks for joining us on episode four of the Trophies and Medals podcast. Um, please, if you can, go on Anchor, leave us a message just like you heard. Um, again, thank you for joining us. Like, listen, comment, share, rate us. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. We'll be back next week again with more sports, music, and entertainment. One love.